everybody. Welcome back to the Word of Freedom podcast. My name is Mary, and this is my wonderful husband. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know be outside of the record button, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, dear. Yes, is how my tongue just doesn't want to work sometimes. <laughs> and yet, we still record. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We are still continuing on with Now Faith Is, and I would like to start us out by just asking God to lead this podcast. So Father God, thank you so much for who you are, for all that you have done, are doing, and have yet to do. I thank you that your word is true, so come do what only you can do. I pray this in the name above all names, Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who was and is and always will be. Amen. Amen. So guys, we're going to continue on in our little study from Hebrews 11.1 of now faith is, Mm. you know, and we've, we've really covered a lot of territory, a lot of scriptures. Um, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen Uh, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. We kind of looked at some of that. We looked at how Jesus says that he is the manna that came down from heaven. We looked into Exodus to see that faith is like manna. We need to get it every day. It's for today. Jesus says he's the manna that came down from heaven, and he is the bread of life. And he shows us that um, by example that this is the food that most people don't know of. He even told his disciples, right? You mentioned it Um at the, the lady at the well, and the, yeah. the disciples came back. And then we looked where our faith comes from. Uh, scripture shows us that Jesus is the author and the- Finisher of our faith. Yeah. Paul says in Romans 10 that faith comes by- Hearing. And hearing by the- Word of God. And we know that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's just this one big cohesive thing that we see throughout all these scriptures, all these different writers. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about the Bible is its cohesiveness. Yeah. And it's something that we do place our faith in. It's something that we do derive our faith in. And last time we left off, I believe I was talking about Exodus chapter 16, where um, Moses had commanded them to go out and gather this manna, which means, what is it? And that it shows that everyone, according to their needs, they gathered it. Some gathered much, some gathered less, and there was no lack, and there was no overabundance for anybody. It was exactly what each person needed. And then there's this part where Moses said in... Exodus 16, verse 19, let no one leave any of it till morning. And then verse 20 says, notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left it until morning and it bred worms and stank. And I think that's kind of where we left off last time. And we need to discuss this. We need to look at this. We need to examine it and we need to digest this and understand it. Right. Yeah. It says that we are to we are to meditate on the words of God. So let's look at this. It says that they left some of it until morning, and it bred worms and stank. Now I looked up in the Greek because sometimes that's just what I love to do. 
And honestly, you you guys, if you don't dig deep into the word, man, you're missing so much yeah. more. Um, I mean, you'll never learn for yourself that things like manna means what is it? But, <laughs> but when we do these things, it's it, it is amazing, and we do get so much more from the word when we have a a deeper understanding, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, I love how I can sit down with my Bible and start reading, and I get this hunger going. Yeah, and then I want to cross reference, yep. and then I want to look in other versions, and then I want to look in the the linear Bible and look through the Strong's definitions, and oh yeah, yeah, and then. I have the complete Jewish study Bible. Yeah, I get hungry when I read his word. I become more hungry. And that and that's an amazing thing. It's not like it's not like physical food. Nope. That the more you eat, the more you get full. Right. But in the spirit realm, our faith increases our hunger for more of the word of God. Mm-hmm. And the more of the word of God, the more understanding that we gain, the more we want. Yep. This is just a, a neat principle. But why we digress? Um, <laughs> this word we—I I looked into this, and it says that the manna that they left it bred worms and stank. Now, this word "bread" in the Greek is "rum." Um, the transliteration would be "rum" or "room." Same sound, but it means to raise up. It means to cause to grow, to be rotten and wormy and we we talked with somebody in our, in our small group the other night and one of the gals says it reminds me of maggots yeah exactly because you know like i said i i dove deep and it means to cause it to grow but not in a good way it causes it to grow worms right and uh, yeah at first it sounds like what yeah yeah and then i'm like so what is this word worms in the greek the word worm is tula, and it literally, this is such an amazing thing. It's an amazing revelation. It literally, tula in the Hebrew means a, a worm or, <laughs> or a maggot. Listen to this parallel here. If our faith is like manna, we need to gather it every day from God. Correct. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Jesus showed us time and time again that he would go to spend time with the Father yeah. to get the word of God, to get the vision, to get the, the lesson for the day. He says, I don't say anything other than what I hear the Father say, and I don't do anything other than what I see the Father do. Right. That comes from relationship. That comes from time being spent with him. But if our faith is like manna, then like manna, I believe, if we leave it on the table for the day, and we don't use our faith, that it will then decay and grow worms and stink. One of the things that came to me when I was pondering this was like one bad apple in a bag of apples will ruin the whole bunch. Hmm. Our old stinky faith, the faith that we didn't use, we didn't see it come to fruition because why? Well, we just didn't use it. Right. Right, and we talked the, the last time about James in James two, mm-hmm. where we saw him, and he said, "Faith without works is dead." Yeah, show me your works without faith, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Right, right. So, 
if faith is the evidence of things unseen, right? mm-hmm. it's the substance. We talked before about how faith is the, the foundation. It's the substructure. It's the thing that is underneath supporting everything else that we hope for. Right. So what does it look like when we, we read the word, we go to church, we hear a message, we listen to whatever, and we, we're like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm believe- I have faith to do that. And then we don't do that. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. So what happens to our faith? It starts waning. It starts waning. And I think that's when we start shipwrecking our own faith. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Yeah, I mean, there's times where I have like, I can do that. I can do that. I have the faith to do that. When the time comes, I'm like, nope, I don't have that faith. And I allow fear to get in my way. And so my faith then wanes. Well, then what happens is I try to build myself up for the next time. And I've already kind of got a deflation going on because I didn't do it the first time. So I kind of end up going in this mental rut. Exactly. And that's that's what I'm kind of thinking. If we don't use it, right, I have faith to do this, and then I don't do it, like you were just saying, mm-hmm. it starts to decay, right? grow worms, and stink. Now, what do worms do? They eat it away, right? And they destroy. So today is our now. Amen. Right? Amen. We can't, we, we can't use yesterday's faith. We can, we can call up yesterday's testimonies. Right. Mm -hmm. And that will inspire our faith. Right. True. Because Jesus Christ is the testimony. (laughs) Right. You know, but we can't use yesterday's faith. Matter of fact, we shouldn't have any faith left over when we go to sleep. Other than God, I just thank you for all that you've done for me this day that I got to see and do because you're so amazing. Yeah. And just like your mercies are new every day. So is the faith that you're going to give me, right? Yeah. So in that, what does it look like then to activate our faith? That's what we need to look at. Yeah. I mean, we can sit here and dwell, oh, I guess I'm not using my faith and it's just dying and I'm full of worms and Chris said it stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go off my words, ladies and gentlemen, go off what God says. Yep. So let's look. What does it look like to activate your faith? Let's go to the Bible. And see what faith in action looks like. Okay? (laughs) Okay. Let's go to um, Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 14. I want to see what faith that's active and faith that is not looks like in the same boat, in the same section. Okay. In Matthew 14, let's start, I think it's in like 23, 24, 25, somewhere in there. 25? Yeah, I think that's where it starts. Go ahead and start there. Okay. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you... Command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Okay, let, let's just stop right there. We all know what happens after that, right? Right. Let's look at what actually happened before we know how it ends. 
in the fourth watch of the night. So this is late at night, uh, between three and six a.m. Yeah, is, I see that is is about when that time is. Wow. So they're they've been out there like late at night. Yeah. And the and all of the disciples saw him walking on the sea, and the ones that probably didn't. They surely saw him as soon as the other one started freaking out and saying, "Oh my gosh, look, there's a ghost." Yeah. Am I am I wrong? No. Huh? Okay. So then they all cried out in fear. Right. But then immediately, listen, Jesus spoke to them. Jesus says, "And be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid." So I think at that moment, at that very moment is an impartation of faith. Because faith mm. drives out fear. You can't have and operate in fear and faith at the same time, okay? Right. So Peter receives this faith from Jesus, but then he makes a call. Lord, if it truly is you, call me and I will come. Yeah. Who had faith? Peter. Peter had the faith. But who, when they heard the words of Jesus, had the opportunity to receive that faith? All of them. How many of them activated their faith? One. One. Out of all those other guys, only one of them moved in faith. And then we criticize him when his faith starts to wane. But what about the other 11 guys? There were 12 men in that boat. One of them stepped out on the water and didn't plunge. He stepped out onto the water in faith. He used his faith. Right? Yeah. Let's go to um, Mark chapter 10. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go digitally, Mark. So, actually, we're going to go near the end of Mark 10, and we're going to see an amazing uh, thing happen to a person who ends up with faith. In Mark chapter 10, verse 46, do you want to read that? Sure. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat at the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. This is a testimony of what faith in action looks like to me. This, this tells me what it means to have faith in Jesus Christ. In the face of opposition, faith says, no, I want what he has. Yeah. In the face of the world saying, whoa, 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 dude, we don't act like that. God doesn't do that kind of stuff. You don't go screaming and crying out, stop, please. You're making a fool out of yourself. 
Faith says, oh, really? (laughs) You haven't heard me scream yet. (laughs) Faith says, you haven't heard me holler out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Right. And I love how Jesus calls him to him, bring him to me. And when God moves, then the attitude of people change. Oh, 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 hey, be of good cheer. He, he, he's calling you now. Yeah, good point. So I, I know we need to try and wrap this up. So faith is for today. We can't use yesterday's faith, right? Right. We have to use what we have today. And we get it all from the feet of Jesus. We get it all from God himself. Jesus showed us the model that we need to go to God for faith comes by hearing and the hearing of the word. And Jesus is the author. He's the one that writes it out and he's the finisher, the one that perfects our faith. But we need to put feet to our faith. We need to say, God, if that's truly what you're saying, call me and I will go. Even if others aren't going to come with me, right? I'm still going to go. Even when the world tries to yell at me and put me down and say, no, 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 that's not how things are done. We still move forward and say, but you haven't heard me yell out to God loud enough yet. Just like Jacob, when he wrestled with the angels or the angel said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Right. But we have to put feet to our faith. In Hebrews 11, in verse 13, it says, all these died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what our faith is for. It's for us to believe in God, in his word, that even if we don't see it, we know that it's still going to happen. Amen. 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 So guys, I think that's going to be uh, the wrap for this one. So we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And we really would appreciate it if you guys would hit the like, the subscribe, and do this a great favor. Share this with your friends. So I do have one more thing that I would like to leave with you guys. It's from a a book um, entitled Limiting the Limitless God. It's by this this guy I know, um, Chris Merendish. (laughs) 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 I wrote a book. Okay. And in the book, I I point out key points in each chapter, and then I ask some questions. But there's this one key point in this one chapter, and it says, faith is the key that allows God to do limitless things in, around, and through us. Faith in the word of God, the power of God, and the presence of God in us. Hmm. Very good. Amen. Amen on that. You know, it kind of... As I was sitting here and listening to all of this and I'm asking God, I really had this come to me twice now and that I feel like this would be a good, 
good thing to uh, remind us all of. And that's Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And as I read that, I think about how though it said in James, it says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. All scripture is God-breathed for every good work. We are given faith for the day. We just have to continue that relationship with the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Well, again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy these podcasts. We love you guys. We thank you. God bless.